Stories of new hunters aren't often told, but I'm here to tell you mine. This is a hunter's journey. Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to another episode of A Hunter's Journey. I am your host, Will, and today will probably be a little shorter of an episode. I'm just going to go over the camping gear that I use when I go camping and how I set my, like how my camping setup is, is set up. Um, so it might be a little shorter of an episode this week. Um, so but after this episode, I won't release one next week. I will be gone on vacation in California. Um, so I won't be able to release one, unfortunately. Um, but I will have one the week after that. Um, so, uh, after this one, I will probably talk about gun cleaning um that as a whole um or safety gear probably i i'm still trying to decide what i want to do because it's it's getting into the hunting season archery season here in utah is going on so i i'm trying to figure out what i want to talk about here um so but anyway with i will uh i'll figure that out as as uh time goes on So, but without further ado, I'm just going to jump right in. So, uh, when I go camping, I don't go anywhere too crazy. I don't do, you know, I don't do, um, like, super difficult off-roading stuff. Um, Like, I don't do rock crawling or anything like that. Most of what I do is either on, like, BLM land that there's a, a dirt road onto, or just in a regular campsite. Um... Regardless, they're still uh, pretty far out there, um, and uh, my camping setup is the same. So I'm just going to go from kind of like the ground up, I guess. So the truck that I have is a 2002 Chevy Silverado 2500 HD with a Duramax diesel engine. Um, I have the extended cab version, and I have an 8-foot bed with a camper shell on the back. Um, I also have a set of decked drawers in my uh, truck bed and the deck drawers didn't extend the full eight feet so they only extended six foot six so I built a little um, gap closer a thing out of out of wood and plywood that I used to close that back gap in my uh, in my truck bed um, and I actually use that as my sleeping platform um, so I keep inside my drawers, I have, uh, a, so- a socket set, uh, a couple screwdrivers, a wrench, uh, a, a crescent wrench. Um, I have my axe, um, some rope, an extra blanket, some hand warmers, just that kind of stuff, general stuff, um, in my, uh, drawers and then uh as for my sleeping setup it's going to be um so i have these two just foam pads um mine are older um they uh i guess when they made them like they used to go on um like beds um so i have a couple of those that i unroll and and make into a giant sleeping area on the drawers um but i'm i'm planning on getting some of those foam pads from home depot here pretty soon 
Um, just because they're way easier to throw in there. I don't have to roll them up or anything like that. They have a, a protective case that you can buy for them. Um, so I might, I'm going to buy a couple of those and just be able to throw them in there. And then on top of my foam pads, I have a big old comforter um, that I use as padding. Um, then I use another big thicker blanket as kind of padding and an insulation layer as well. Um, I just have a regular pillow that I bring with me off my bed. Um, and then I just wash the pillow case when I get home. Um, and then I have my zero degree sleeping bag and my uh, my uh, clothes on that I sleep in. And I already went over the clothes that I sleep in like in my layering episode. Um, so if you're curious about that and how I layer for the day um, or the night, then I would recommend um, looking at that. Um, so um, then, you know, that's my whole sleeping arrangement and everything like that. Um, I have a little night lantern that I keep with me um, in there for for at night if I need to get up and use bathroom or look for anything or anything like that. Um, I do bring a portable charger with me uh, just because it's really nice to have one of those while, uh, um, while camping because I mean if I were to have to charge my phone I'd have to charge it from my from my truck and I don't really want to do that because I don't want to um, pull juice from the truck's batteries without running it I mean I don't really want to run it just to run it if I don't have to gas is expensive right now um, so uh, yeah that's that's um, pretty much what I keep inside with me um, and then as for like my cooking supplies, I have a cast iron pan, a really, really, really old Coleman camp stove, one of the ones that uses the um, like the actual fuel, and you have to pump the little pump handle, primer handle thingy to actually get it to go. Um, but, I mean, regardless, that works really well. I've used it in negative 16 degree weather out on a frozen lake before, um, so it actually works really well. Um, sorry about that. Um, and then I have an outdoor electric Coleman lantern that I use. Um, I have yet to get an actual cooler that I really enjoy. Um, I just, I can't justify buying a $350 Yeti cooler yet. Um, just because it's all about how you pack your your cooler. So I'm going to go off um, kind of a side note here. So Yeti coolers are, in my opinion, in my opinion, and this is just what I found over the years uh, camping, in my opinion, Yeti coolers are great for people who don't know how to pack coolers. Like, I'm sorry if that makes you upset. But in my opinion, um, about half the people who own Yeti coolers don't actually know how to pack coolers. Um, I've seen people throw warm drinks into their coolers with an ice pack, expecting it to be super cold and retain that ice. And that's not the reality about how coolers work. 
like so if you want something to stay cold it needs to be cold when it enters that cooler otherwise that cooler is going to also trap that heat inside the cooler as well so if you put in a soda that's been sitting out on your counter for the last three days you know it's room temperature it's warm like it's not producing heat but it's warm and then if you take a bag of ice and put it in the cooler and expect the the cooler to retain that ice for you know three weeks or whatever like it's just not realistic um, if you put just like if you put warm stuff in the fridge you open the fridge door you let all the the cool air out you open the fridge door you have um, you put your leftover food in the fridge and close the fridge door you're not going to be able to open the fridge in five minutes and that food is going to be cold you know that's just not how stuff works so the way that you need to pack your cooler doesn't matter if you have a Yeti cooler or if it's a regular Coleman cooler that your parents have had since 1972 either way how I like to pack my cooler and what lasts for me and family members as well um, is you get the big block of ice. You don't get the little bag of ice cubes. Ice cubes are great if you don't have an ice maker at home. But if you're going camping, you want the big block of ice. It retains cold better because it is a solid block of ice. It takes way longer and way more energy for heat to penetrate that block of ice and get to where it can actually melt it. So what you do is you take the bag of ice. You don't take that block of ice out of it. You put the bag of ice into a trash bag and put that on the bottom of your cooler. You can either put a towel on the bottom of your cooler or just put it straight on the bottom of your cooler. I've done it both ways, and both ways it doesn't really seem to change much. And then you put all the stuff around there that you want to keep extra cold, like your condiments or your cheese or your meats. Okay? Then... You put a towel on top of that block of ice. And then you put your stuff on there that you can that you want to keep cool, but that don't have to be kept super cool. Like your bread or your lettuce or your tomatoes or your onions or your eggs or you know, or your cheese, really. Like that kind of stuff. And then you close the lid. Um actually before you close the lid, put another towel on top of all that other food. It sounds like a lot of towels and a lot of space being taken up, but it's creating a really, really nice insulation layer. So for the those of you that don't have the Yeti coolers that have those really, really thick insulation layers and just have a regular Coleman cooler, pack it with the towels and the big block of ice. Yeti coolers, you can still do that, and you'll keep ice for an insane amount of time. I mean, I've kept ice in regular Coleman coolers with very little insulation the way that I talked about packing it I've kept ice for a block of ice for like a week and a half before with that method of packing it so pack it that way if you're gonna pack a cooler anyway yeah so going off that tangent for a, a minute um, it seems like people who don't really know how to pack a cooler use Yeti coolers and expect uh, expect it to be kept cold 
when it's already kind of warm for weeks on end. That's just not how stuff works. And then you have your people who are buying Yeti coolers who actually know what they're doing and can afford to spend money on coolers that aren't very big. Anyway, I digress. That's the end of that tangent. Um, just regular cooler. I have silverware with me in um, my camping setup. It's just a, a three-in-one tool. I have a fork, a spoon, and a knife. My girlfriend actually gave me those. Um, paper plates, paper towels, matches, a lighter, um, a sp spatulas, some tongs, um, some regular plates, um, a bucket for water, um, and really that's pretty much, and then I also bring a five gallon jug of water with me with the pour spout on it, um, and then that's, that's really about it. Um, I don't carry a table around with me just because I can either use my tailgate as a table or I can use the, the uh, picnic table as a table. And, uh, yeah, that's really about it, it seems like. So, yeah, I'm looking into some stuff to make my life a little easier when camping. Um, but not really at the moment, because it's getting towards the end of summer and into fall when you camp during the hunt. And then that's really about it. So... Yeah, um, honestly, that's really all I can think of at the moment, um, and that's really all that I've really thought of, um, just my sleeping setup, how I charge my phone, um, and, like, my cooking setup, which is pretty simple, um, packing a cooler, uh, and having a cooler, um, other than that, that's pretty much about it. Um, like I, I don't really have a whole lot more than that to, to really talk about. So I know this episode was really short. It's only 15 minutes long. Um, but yeah, I mean, camping isn't really all that difficult. If you're in a tent, uh, your sleeping setup is going to be a little different like you can have more padding that's you just got to make sure you find level ground same with the truck is you want to make sure you find level ground too um, but really that's that's really about it um, I lock my truck at night and I, I latch one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, or I guess both the handles on the shell I need to figure out how to um, how to lock it from the inside still because I would rather I would really like to be able to to figure out how to lock it from the inside. So yeah, other than that, that's really about it. Um, so thank you guys for listening to this very short, very brief episode. Um, on camping gear. If you have any questions or anything like that, questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me at a hunter's journey podcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at a hunter's journey podcast or find me 
on my personal page at will underscore phelps underscore 99. Um, so if you have any more comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach out to me for from those three ways. Um, and until next time, uh, make sure to stay safe while you're out in the woods and respect your fellow hunters and anglers. And uh, yeah, we will catch you on the next one. Thank you.